This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, have to do with your Christian life? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Jonah chapter 1 through 4. Jonah chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Jonah tries to run from the Lord. The Lord's message came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go immediately to Nineveh, that large capital city, and announce judgment against its people, because their wickedness has come to my attention. Instead, Jonah immediately headed off to Tarshish to escape from the commission of the Lord. He traveled to Joppa and found a merchant ship heading to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went aboard it to go with them to Tarshish, far away from the Lord. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind on the sea. Such a violent tempest arose on the sea that the ship threatened to break up. The sailors were so afraid that each cried out to his own God and they flung the ship's cargo overboard to make the ship lighter. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hold below deck and had lain down and was sound asleep. The ship's captain approached him and said, What are you doing asleep? Get up! Cry out to your God! Perhaps your God might take notice of us so that we might not die. The sailors said to one another, Come on, let's cast lots to find out whose fault it is that this disaster has overtaken us. So they cast lots and Jonah was singled out. They said to him, Tell us, whose fault is it that this disaster has overtaken us? What's your occupation? Where do you come from? What's your country? And who are your people? He said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Hearing this, the men became even more afraid and said to him, What have you done? The men said this because they knew that he was trying to escape from the Lord, because he had previously told them. Because the storm was growing worse and worse, they said to him, What should we do to you? so that the sea will calm down for us. He said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea, so that the sea will calm down for you, because I know it's my fault you are in this severe storm. Instead, they tried to row back to land, but they were not able to do so, because the storm kept growing worse and worse. So they cried out to the Lord, Oh, please, Lord, don't let us die on account of this man. Don't hold us guilty of shedding innocent blood. After all, you, Lord, have done just as you please. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped raging. 
The men feared the Lord greatly and earnestly vowed to offer lavish sacrifices to the Lord. Jonah prays. The Lord sent a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. Jonah chapter 2. Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the stomach of the fish and said, I called out to the Lord for my distress, and he answered me. From the belly of Sheol, I cried out for help, and you heard my prayer. You threw me into the deep waters, into the middle of the sea. The ocean current engulfed me. All the mighty waves you sent swept over me. I thought I had been banished from your sight, and that I would never again see your holy temple. Water engulfed me up to my neck. The deep ocean surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. I went down to the very bottoms of the mountains. The gates of the netherworld barred me in forever. But you brought me up from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was webbing away, I called out to the Lord, and my prayer came to you, to your holy temple. Those who worship worthless idols forfeit the mercy that could be theirs. But as for me, I promise to offer a sacrifice to you with a public declaration of praise. I will surely do what I have promised. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Then the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. Jonah chapter 3. The people of Nineveh respond to Jonah's warning. The Lord's message came to Jonah a second time. Go immediately to Nineveh, that large city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah went immediately to Nineveh, in keeping with the Lord's message. Now Nineveh was an enormous city. It required three days to walk through it. Jonah began to enter the city by walking one day's walk, announcing, at the end of 40 days, Nineveh will be overthrown. The people of Nineveh believed in God, and they declared a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he got up from his throne, took off his royal robe, put on sackcloth, and sat on ashes. He issued a proclamation and said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, no human or animal, cattle or sheep is to taste anything. They must not eat, and they must not drink water. Every person and animal must put on sackcloth and must cry earnestly to God, and everyone must turn from their evil way of living and from the violence that they do. Who knows? Perhaps God might be willing to change his mind and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we might not die. When God saw their actions, that they turned from their evil way of living, God relented concerning the judgment he had threatened them with and did not destroy them. Jonah chapter 4. Jonah responds to God's kindness. This displeased Jonah terribly, and he became very angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, this is just what I thought would happen when I was in my own country. This is what I tried to prevent by attempting to escape to Tarshish because I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in mercy, and one who relents concerning threatened judgment. So now, Lord, kill me instead because I would rather die than live. The Lord said, Are you really so very angry? Jonah left the city and sat down east of it. He made a shelter for himself there and sat down under it in the shade to see what would happen to the city. The Lord God appointed a little plant and caused it to grow up over Jonah to be a shade over his head to rescue him from his misery. Now Jonah was very delighted about the little plant. So God sent a worm at dawn the next day and it attacked the little plant so that it dried up. When the sun began to shine, God sent a hot east wind. So the sun beat down on Jonah's head and he grew faint. So he despaired of life and said, I would rather die than live. God said to Jonah, are you really so very angry about the little plant? And he said, I am as angry as I could possibly be. The Lord said, you are upset about this little plant, something for which you did not work, nor did you do anything to make it grow. It grew up overnight and died the next day. Should I not be more concerned about Nineveh, this enormous city? There are more than 120,000 people in it who do not know right from wrong, as well as many animals. Amos chapter 1 through Amos chapter 2, verse 3. Amos chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Introduction. The following is a record of what Amos prophesied. 
He was one of the herdsmen from Tekoa. These prophecies about Israel were revealed to him during the time of King Uzziah of Judah and King Jeroboam, son of Joash of Israel, two years before the earthquake. God will judge the surrounding nations. Amos said, The Lord comes roaring out of Zion. From Jerusalem he comes bellowing. The shepherd's pastures wilt. The summit of Carmel withers. This is what the Lord says. Because Damascus has committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They rip through Gilead like threshing sledges with iron teeth. So I will set Hazael's house on fire. Fire will consume Ben-Hadad's fortresses. I will break the bar on the gate of Damascus. I will remove the ruler from Wicked Valley. The one who holds the royal scepter from Beth Eden, the people of Aram, will be deported to Kir. The Lord has spoken. This is what the Lord says. Because Gaza has committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They deported a whole community and sold them to Edom. So I will set Gaza's city wall on fire. Fire will consume her fortresses. I will remove the ruler from Ashdod, the one who holds the royal scepter from Ashkelon. I will strike Ekron with my hand. The rest of the Philistines will also die. The sovereign Lord has spoken. This is what the Lord says. Because Tyre has committed three crimes. Make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They sold a whole community to Edom. They failed to observe a treaty of brotherhood. So I will set fire to Tyre's city wall. Fire will consume her fortresses. This is what the Lord says. Because Edom has committed three crimes. Make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. He chased his brother with a sword. He wiped out his allies. In his anger, he tore them apart without stopping to rest. In his fury, he relentlessly attacked them. So I will set Timon on fire. Fire will consume Bozrah's fortresses. This is what the Lord says. Because the Ammonites have committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They ripped open Gilead's pregnant women so they could expand their territory. So I will set fire to Rabbah's city wall. Fire will consume her fortresses. War cries will be heard on the day of battle. A strong gale will blow on the day of windstorm. Amon's king will be deported. He and his officials will be carried off together. The Lord has spoken. Amos chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. This is what the Lord says. Because Moab has committed three crimes, make that four. I will not revoke my decree of judgment. They burned the bones of Edom's king into lime. So I will set Moab on fire, and it will consume Kerioth's fortresses. Moab will perish in the heat of battle, amid war cries and the blaring of the ram's horn. I will remove Moab's leader. I will kill all Moab's officials with him. The Lord has spoken. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to the disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and became anguished and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved, even to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little farther, he threw himself down with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, so couldn't you stay awake with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will must be done. He came again and found them sleeping. They could not keep their eyes open. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is approaching. And the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let us go. Look. 
My betrayer is approaching. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Merciful God, thank you for your word. Thank you, O God, for the the pronouncements that you made of judgment and the display of your mercy in the ways, O God, that we are often just like Jonah, not wanting to see either our enemies or people that we think in our own estimation, uh, in our own self-righteousness, that we think should not be candidates of mercy and should not be candidates of grace, O God, even though we are candidates or recipients of your grace and new mercy on the daily, Lord God, there are ways in which we, that we try to hoard grace and we try to keep others from it. Oh God, we do that when we don't share the gospel with other people. We do that when we will not forgive people. We do that uh, when we try to run away from the call that you place on our lives, when we know that you are merciful and that you are a gracious God. Thank you for your love that you have for Nineveh and the way that you turn and you relent from your judgment at the sight of their genuine repentance. God, I just pray. And I thank you, oh God, that even in the New Testament, oh God, we see, we see Jesus coming to you in great distress, praying that if it's possible for the cup to pass, that you would allow it to pass from him. But you call Jesus to drink the cup of judgment, oh God, to the dregs. And I thank you, oh God, that the judgment that was meant for us, the judgment that should have fell upon us, fell on Jesus, and that he paid the full price, oh God, so that we can have eternal life and that we can live together with you in eternity. Help us, oh Lord, to be able to discern the times, to stay alert, oh God. Think about the ways that the disciples should have stayed alert during the most critical, heavy time Jesus faced here on earth. The friends, oh God, fell asleep at the will. They were sleeping peacefully as chaos and heaviness and grief consumed Jesus. Oh God, they were sound asleep just in the same way that Jonah was sound asleep in that boat when chaos and the storm was raging all around. God, would you help us, oh God, to be alert, to be on guard, to be like the sons of Ishakar, to know the times and the seasons and what to do? Would you help us, oh Lord God, in these times, in these days, in these last days, full of chaos, full of strife, full of wickedness, full of confusion? Would you help us to be alert? Would you help us, oh God, to stay on our posts? Would you help us to stay on the wall through prayer, staying close to Jesus, oh God, through the preaching of the gospel and to the care of our neighbors? Knowing, oh God, those whom we serve, it's it's as if we are serving Jesus. Would you help us to keep the main thing the main thing and give us wisdom, oh God, and discernment in these evil days? I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Carmen Imes, author of Bearing God's Name, guides us to Sinai, the ancient mountain where Israel met their God. Imes argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain and that instead the command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the Bible. Revisit the story of Israel from wilderness to promising future and discover why Sinai still matters as you follow Jesus today. Get your copy of Bearing God's Name today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. 
Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.